Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, the Leicester City reporter. With me, as ever, is... James the Sharp End Sharp, my colleague who covers the games with us. And uh, I suppose, James, it's, there's only one place to start, and that's the performance at St Mary's against Southampton. Another dreadful away day for the Leicester City fans and another disappointing defeat. Yeah, it was grim, wasn't it? Really? Oh. Um, I think it's up there with arguably their worst performance of the season. Um, their second consecutive 3 0 defeat, but. Even when you compare it to the Chelsea one, you can you can kind of make excuses a little bit when you're losing three 0 to a Chelsea side that's demolishing everything that's put in front of them. But then you go to Saints who had lost four on the bounce in the Premier League and had just scored two goals in that in those four games. You you look at that as a real chance to to get your first away win under your belt and put down a marker really and, and to show to show that things are potentially on the turn but that was it was just abject wasn't it at never point at no point in that game in at no point in that game did the Leicester look any way likely of getting anything out of the game um, we noticed right from the start that uh, all was not well with the the formation and we knew going into the game that Tadic and Redmond two um, out and out wide men would be a threat uh, their fullbacks like to get forward as well so what you need is a bit of cover in wide areas and uh, the way they they lined up and Claudio Ranieri held his hands up after the game and admitted he got it wrong with the diamond midfield, just played straight into their hands. They were so narrow, weren't they? We saw we mentioned to each other after about five minutes with the diamond midfield of basically three central midfielders and and um, Okazaki in front. We saw within the, in the first few minutes the amount of space that Tadic. And Redmond had on the flanks, and then and the fullbacks. How much space they had? They had the freedom of St Mary's on both sides, and within not long at all, Tadic had already whipped two balls across on the left. Cedric on the fullback on the right, he already killed some balls in, and they just looked really, really in trouble, and they couldn't do anything about it. And then that means Drinkwater thing gets dragged out wide, and he can't do what he does there, which leaves space in the middle for James Ward-Prowse to pick balls up and. You could see it coming. Eventually, the ball got out wide. Leicester had no cover. The ball was passed around, came back inside, and it was one 0 It just, it just didn't, didn't work at all. I know Danny Simpson and Christian Fuchs, the two fullbacks, had a torrid time, and it wasn't their best performances by a long stretch. But I felt for him a little bit. They were overloaded, uh, as you said. Like drink water was being pulled out. Mendy was pulled out uh, out of position for the first goal, having to come over and try and help Fuchs, and then it was a simple ball from Redmond that. Uh, release Cedric for the uh, for the pullback, but then even then, uh, War Prowse has got the freedom of the City penalty box to curl the, the ball past Casper um, Smeichel, and so it was really was a a really poor performance from me. And, and I heard uh, Graham Souness's obviously we were at the game, but so we heard it afterwards. Graham Souness's comments about Leicester City's work rate; they're not working as hard. And I have to say, I did notice that they were second to so many of the of the, the 50-50 balls, and that's so unlike Leicester City from last season. And you wonder why, why that is the case. Why have they dropped off? Is it confidence? 
uh, it's, there's something a little bit more serious awry down there, but uh, it certainly was uh, one of those where they need to really pull the socks up and roll their sleeves up. Yeah, I mean, like I say, Ranieri after the game held his hands up and said, I got it wrong, I've, I've tried to tinker away from 4-4-2 and I've tried to set us up in formations that would help my team do well. And he had to do that, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Because I saw another Graeme Sinners quote, actually, is that uh, Peter Schmeichel, obviously father of Casper, at half-time tweeted his support of something that Graeme Sinners had said in the Sky Sports commentary box and said, basically picking on Ranieri for, for, for tinkering, and said, basically, why fix things that aren't broken? But but it was broken. That's why Ranieri went away from four four two because without N'Golo Kante, they've got overrunning midfield so often. And despite... The, the players being more comfortable playing in that way and being more balanced and being more suited to it, Leicester would have got over, overrun. So that's why he changed it. Um, but clearly the players aren't quite used to playing systems that are other than that. So they struggle that way. But you can't just lay all the blame at Ranieri's door. The players have got to take some responsibility for it. because They played that three-man midf- three midfield at Everton with great success. But on that occasion, he had all Brighton. He had wide players in the front three, uh, people who could affect the game and also get back and do the bit of the de- defensive dog work. And he went away from that. And we'll touch on this now, the attacking third. I mean, we've point, pinpointed some of the de- deficiencies at the back. Um, but also in the, the final third, uh, Damari Gray was playing upside, up front with Jamie Vardy in a free roll. And we know this boy's got something, yeah. hasn't he? You uh, he, he can see why the fans are excited to see him. But... Yeah. You can, and you can even in the space of one movement, you could see on the one hand why the calls for him to be given a run of starts from the fans has been so deafening, and how much he can excite. But then, in the, in the same breath, you can also see why Ranieri is so reluctant at times to start him from the beginning because with one movement he'd drop the shoulder and go past his man and excite and show glimpses of what he can do. And then when it got to the point where he would have to make the killer decision to to shoot or to pass or to play to, to play in his man, he would make the wrong decision. He would his eyes would like he'd cut inside and his eyes would light up and he'd see the top corner, he'd see the headlines, he'd see the lights, and he'd just try and pull off the hero wonder shot when Vardy's there in space in the box, waving his arms at him, asking him to pass the ball. So on the one hand, exciting and a, a real talent and so much skill and a the next clearly very young very raw needs to work on his decision making and, and see the options so we saw the best and the worst of Demario Gray uh, on, on Sunday People are talking about Jamie Vardy's lack of form but um, the service into him has been uh, pretty poor I think about he only got about two passes where we played into the channel for him to move on goal and he didn't make the most of either of them but uh, I wouldn't uh, he's probably not working as hard up front as he has done in the past but that's probably down to confidence and he's a confidence player but he certainly needs much more service and, and support than he's receiving at the moment Shinji Okazaki at the top of the diamond looked completely lost there didn't know what he was supposed to do in terms of defensive uh, tracking back or getting up and supporting uh, Vardy what, where, where was he supposed to run in between the two there didn't seem to be no space no understanding so ineffectual up front off the pace in midfield dreadful at the back all in all it was well, a, a day to forget day, was it? No. No. and that, I think that is the concerning thing really and when it comes to the relegation battle and I think everyone is now agreed that Leicester are in the heart of a relegation battle now there's no 
sugaring any sort of pills here. Leicester are in a in a fight against relegation. Um, but that's been the concerning thing, really, is that over the last two games in those two three 0 defeats, it, I can hardly really I can't think of one real clear cut chance that Leicester have created themselves. Morgan had one right at the end towards the best chance. For yeah, really, it's really torrid, torrid ten minutes for for Wes, who put one over the bar from two yards out, headed it to his own net, and luckily to be ruled off for offside, and then conceded penalty right at the end. But yeah, I mean, it landed at his feet. He didn't really have much time to think about it, and Morgan isn't exactly the player you want the ball to land at your feet two yards from goal. But that's only the real sole chance I can really think of Leicester creating, and that is that's the concern. Really, is that they're not creating anything. And they're making so many mistakes at the back, they're getting punished. That's that's a dangerous combination when you're in a relegation battle. And still no uh, away win in the league. And next up, two away games. Derby County on Friday in the FA Cup and then a trip to Burnley, who have got the worst away record, but one of the strongest home records in the Premier League. And there are signs of uh, life from some of the sides that we thought we were cutting adrift Swansea City beating uh, Liverpool at the weekend really put the cat amongst the pigeons and Leicester City have really got to watch out they've really got to book their ideas up otherwise they will really be in the uh, in the throes of a relegation dogfight but uh, we'll start with Friday Derby the Derby fans must be rubbing their hands in glee yeah um, and the defeat on Sunday has really given well I think it's given Ranieri a, a bit of a problem now because had they won that game and pulled Further clear of, rele- of, of the relegation battle, they could they could ha- they could see Friday and they could have a go they could have a go with Derby, put out a full strength team and properly go for it. Now they they aren't in that situation. That Burnley game on Tuesday now becomes massive. It becomes a huge game now on Tuesday, and with Friday night Burnley on Tuesday, then Man U the following Sunday. That's a, a run of games, not a lot of time. So you'd expect Ranieri to want to make changes and rest players. But the last thing he can do when fans are already starting to get a little bit twitchy and a little bit concerned is put out a second-string team against your local rivals and get turned over in the cup because that that would not go down well with fans at it all. It would be unacceptable. Yeah, you can't you can't stick out a second-string team and get rolled over by Derby in the cup, especially when the cup could be their only real chance of domestic purpose this season. So I'm, I'm going to try and get some fans' views on this um, uh, later this week to see which they think Ranieri should prioritise, whether it should be the the game on Friday or Tuesday, because it seems if there's going to be changes made, then he's going to take some gambles in places where fans could be unhappy if it goes wrong. Um, but then, if the players deserve, do the players deserve a, a rest on Friday? or They need a win. No, I'll tell, tell you what I think Claudio should do. He should pick his best team for Derby, and they should play themselves... Play them and play them, play them till they play their way back into form. I agree. Pick his best players. Hopefully, he might have Samani and, and Mares back from the African Cup of Nations. We're sorry, Algeria, but we hope you go out uh, so we can have uh, those two back because they'll be uh, bolstering the squad. It'll be like having a couple of new signings in the transfer window, which brings Speaking us. Speaking of, yeah. what, a, what a very natural segue that was. Yeah, we're back onto the transfer window. It's, we've still got a few days to go, just over a. A week. It's that Burnley game that the uh, window will close at eleven o'clock after that game. And uh, alarmingly, Leicester City probably need a, a, a signing in to just lift everybody's spirits. But there doesn't seem to be one close unless Leicester City are playing their cards incredibly close to their chest. It all seems to be dominated by 
uh, Leo Zhou's situation rather than any possible incomings at the moment. Yes. Um, what is your understanding on Zhou at the latest? Because at the minute, all the talk is about players leaving the club as opposed to coming in. Well, with Leo at the moment, the club are quite adamant that he's not leaving in the transfer window. They've told him so. Uh, they've told his agents, so the agents have been very aggressive in the way they're trying to get him out of the club. He's handed in an official transfer request, but just because he's handed one in, the club don't have to accept it, and they certainly don't have to accept what I'm told are derisory offers from Alaves for his services. This is a player that they signed for what now eventually would be worth £10 million, and if they're not getting anywhere near that in, a, in an offer where he's got 18 months left on his contract... They don't have to accept it. He, you know, he'll have to sit tight and, and try and force his way back in the side. And OK, he's not the first-choice striker that he wants to be, but he's still needed. He's still required. He still gives Claudio Ranieri an option. And uh, I know Leo is a, a good lad. He's very popular. It's his agents that are doing this, and there's some very aggressive stuff in the Nationals today which will not have gone down well. Uh, I'm not going to repeat some of the things in there because I think they're defamatory, but... Um, uh, they will not have gone down well inside the King Power Stadium. So uh, we'll see what... Uh, I think that will just really force Leicester City to uh, to be more adamant about the fact that Ujoa is not leaving the club in this window. No, exactly. So hopefully we'll have some new signings coming in as well to bolster the ranks. Uh, they certainly need them. The uh, Serbi thing's been dragging on now, Francesco Serbi. That's been dragging on for the whole of the transfer window. Uh, it, the, the longer it goes on, it looks less likely that he'll be coming in. So uh, hopefully Leicester City have switched to their targets now and be looking for um, other targets. So the other piece of news from uh, last week was uh, insistence from Ike Karanka that there's been no bid from Leicester City for Gaston Ramirez. And you would have thought, with time ticking on, if they wanted the lad, they would have made a, an approach by now. But uh, one has not materialised, or we, we are that's what we're aware of, that, that no uh, bid has been submitted so far. So... Uh, it looks like Leicester City are keeping the powder dry in the transfer window. No, exactly. Um, uh, interestingly, Cranker did say in that press conference that they hasn't received a bid yet. But if they did receive one, then they would consider it. Um, the thing with um, the thing with Ramirez is that I, I just don't see him as being a priority for what Leicester need right now. He just, from speaking to the guys at Borough, he's, it sounds like he's very, very similar to, to Riyad Mahrez. And to be honest, I, I don't really see that being a, a key area at the minute that Leicester really need to focus on I mean, if you can play at centre back then then well means get him in but um, at the minute no it, it looks it looks like um, business is, is a bit thin at the minute yeah so we'll uh, have more of an update from the transfer window in our next podcast later on this week when we we look ahead to that uh, FA Cup tie with Derby County so uh, for now Thanks for joining us. Keep coming back to the Leicester Mercury website and the Facebook page for all the news from King Power Stadium. Good day.